Blackhawks Live. Fire, score! Blackhawks. That's hockey, baby! From the downtown studios of WGN Radio, it's time for Blackhawks Live. I'm extremely proud to officially announce and introduce the 10th general manager of the Chicago Blackhawks, Kyle Davidson. It's clear that we need to be better. We're a long way from where we want to be and where we need to be as a team. And we intend to rebuild this both on and off the ice. It's go time. Blackhawks Live. The Hawks have won the Stanley Cup. Here's Joe Brand with Chris Bowden. Well, you know what they say, timing is everything. We are typically a Monday night show, Blackhawks Live, here on 720 WGN, but the Northwestern Wildcats just happened to be playing yesterday, pushing us to Tuesday night. What do you know? The Blackhawks name their newest general manager, their 10th in franchise history, Kyle Davidson, officially sworn in by the Blackhawks, and we will be talking to Kyle Davidson later on on Blackhawks Live. How's it going, everyone? He's Chris Bowden from WGN-TV. I'm Joe Brand. Pleased to have you here with us on our Tuesday night as we will break down the newest general manager in Chicago, Chris. The heavy lifting now begins. Uh, He wanted this, uh, 33 years old, the youngest general manager now in the NHL. And uh, I tweeted this out. Frank Saravelli was the first one, uh, the national writer, who came out with the news last night. And I think this is the the right move that the uh, Blackhawks made. I think everyone was kind of expecting it. But uh, outside of, you know, uh, Matthew Darsh would have been an interesting choice, being the assistant general manager by a very successful organization that has won consecutive Stanley Cups. But um, I think uh, Kyle Davidson probably had the inside track all along. And uh, this is the right move for the Blackhawks, and for those who think he is Stan Bowman 2.0, I can definitely, and, and you can probably tell people as well, uh, he is not that. And I think the fact that he has been there since 2010 and kind of evaluated the landscape of everything that has happened, the ups, the downs, the mistakes, uh, the right moves, um, and still only 33 years old, uh, I think this is uh, a good move by the Blackhawks in, in naming Kyle Davis and their general manager permanently. It makes the most sense in my opinion, uh, especially when it got down to the three candidates, not saying that any of the other candidates might have made more sense than mm-hmm. Kyle Davidson, but when it came down to the three, if, and this is reported that it was between Peter Greenberg, excuse me, Jeff Greenberg of the Chicago Cubs, Matthew Darsh of the Tampa Bay Lightning, and obviously Kyle Davidson, who got the gig, it makes the most sense because he's been around, he's had the job since October. Mm-hmm. So that basically just gives you a full-on look of what he would do in the job. I understand he's not going to do things like trade Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane and Marc-Andre Fleury as the interim general manager, but he gets to actually do the job, and that's something we'll ask about him after the 7.30 news. But it makes the most sense. He's been around, and he's not Stan Bowman. You're right. He brought up the similarities they've had, but also the differences. And let's face it, he fired Jeremy Colleton, He did away with Alex Nylander. Those were two very big Stan Bowman moves. And Kyle Davidson, as the interim general manager, said, no, that's not the path for us right now. And and he did something about it. So (laughs) that's the next thing I want to ask him, too. I don't know if we'll get to do it today. But, man, how great does Sam Lafferty feel? I, I mean, getting that right. Sam Lafferty came in. Everyone's thinking, why do you need another bottom six forward? And he's been far and beyond that. But this is about Kyle Davidson him becoming the 10th general manager in franchise history. I do want to just uh, start with his general statement, his opening statement in terms of hockey. 
He uh, he had a lot of people to thank, rightly so, his friends and family at the United Center today. But here is his opening statement in terms of the future of the Blackhawks, in terms of hockey. It's clear that we need to be better. The standings tell us that every single day. We're a long way from where we want to be and where we need to be as a team. And we intend to rebuild this both on and off the ice. No matter if it takes three years, five years to get to the level of success that we're looking to achieve. When we get there, it's our mission to stay there. Uh, We need to be both honest with ourselves and the fan base, and it's extremely important that once we lay out a plan, we stick to it and we don't deviate. Everything has been under review since my time here when I started as interim general manager, and we'll continue to review how we operate in order to improve how we function off the ice as well. In the front office, we will never stop trying to improve, to innovate, and I promise that stagnation will never be accepted while I'm I'm the general manager here. In the near term, I need to build the team with me to assist in executing all of these crucial decisions that are to come in the near future. Additionally, we plan on achieving success the right way. I share the vision of this leadership team to create a positive culture throughout the organization as well as the game of hockey. I promise to ensure respect, dignity, and professionalism are reflected in everything we do. Winning is hard. 31 teams are trying to do exactly what we're trying to do. We will get back to playoff hockey. We will have success, and the work starts today. Thank you. Probably the biggest thing to pull from that is three years, five years, whatever it takes. He used the term rebuild, not retool, for the future of this organization. And I think it's important that he pointed it out and was so declarative with it because that has been something that the Blackhawks have been doing over the past couple of years, a little wishy-washy in terms of which way they want to go. Kyle Davidson wants a rebuild. And I brought it up a couple times on this show since uh, since we began in October that uh, uh, if there's one bone I, I had to pick with Stan, uh, it, it was the fact that it uh, alternated year by year almost. That, you know, uh, <laughs> there was a commitment to a rebuild for one year. That That's what the, the announcement before last season was. And then all of a sudden there are these moves where, you know, uh, Seth Jones, nothing against Seth Jones, but Tyler Johnson, other veterans are brought in. And now you're going to go for it again uh, after seeing some progress with some of the younger players a year ago. So uh, there's some deep digging and heavy lifting. And I think, uh, you know, uh, Kyle Davidson is the guy who can be committed to that as long as the rest of the organization, it appears as though that's the case, the rest of the organization is on board with this that uh, they're going to do a deep dive and dig in deep. And from a couple of people in the organization that I was texting a bit earlier today is that uh, Kyle Davidson will try to be very active at the trade deadline with with making some moves and trying to you know gain some draft assets back because the Blackhawks don't have a first-round draft pick this year, whether they are able to you know uh, reacquire something along those lines, whether it's a first-rounder or you know a, a high uh, a second-rounder uh, as the trade deadline approaches three weeks from yesterday, I believe. Um, he's going to try and uh, be very active at that trade deadline, whether he's able to be so in, in terms of what he's able to get in return we'll we'll see but uh, uh from what i understand that's going to be his intention here coming up uh, ahead of march 21st look i know it's easy to drink the kool-aid whenever a new person comes in in charge and and says all the right things but i think there's a lot of things from today that blackhawks fans should be excited about and like you just mentioned being very active by the trade deadline i mean that speaks to what a rebuild entails there's a lot of decisions for kyle davidson to make and one of them could be Marc Andre Fleury. You know, that's that's the biggest trade ship that the Blackhawks have right now. But will they trade him? I mean, I, I don't think Kyle Davidson's going to know the answer to that right now, right today. We will kind of ask him about that situation a little bit. But um, that's a big piece of this whole rebuild moving forward. You talk about 
generating a first-round draft pick, I feel like a team would be willing to give up a first-round draft pick for Marc-Andre Fleury, or at least that's your best opportunity to get that. Mm -hmm. So the other thing is he's had the ability to think about this, to talk to people about this, to weigh different options. Right. He's been in the seat here since October, and he probably has a very good gauge of what the landscape is around the league with uh, interest on various players, too. Well, and just think about anybody out there, no matter what your job is or what your dream job potentially would be, you know, Imagine doing that job for a little bit. How much more confident are you mm-hmm. in in moving on and having that job full time? Um, that's basically what Kyle Davidson's been able to do over the past year. Uh, so that'll be uh, pretty cool to talk to him about. We do have another Boykey's prize pack that we're giving away, and we've actually talked amongst each other on what the actual answer is of the Boykey's <laughs> prize pack question. Uh, the answer this week is not Klondike Cat. That was last week. Um, but we, we, we do have to head to a break, but we'll, we'll throw out the question. This, this was almost as big of a discussion amongst us as, as who the next general manager of the Blackhawks would be over at 1901. It's, it's very true. So to win a Boykey's prize pack, again, Boykey's, it's not Bill Tong, or excuse me, it's not Beef Jerky, it is Bill Tong, B-O-I-K-E-Y-S dot com. Use the promo code WGN. If you can call us, 312-981-7200, and tell us the second longest tenured general manager in Chicago right now. The second longest tenured general manager in Chicago right now. Five major sports teams? Five major six, sports six teams. Major, six major? Well, no, I didn't Sky? do all that research. So, Sky? no. Bears, Cubs, Sox. Sky is not Sox. the answer anyway. Yeah, so. Bears, Cubs, Sox, Blackhawks, Bulls. Second longest tenured general manager. That role. Not president of whatever operations. General manager. Second longest tenured. If you call us, 312-981-7200. Give us that answer. You can win a Boyke's prize pack. Uh, on the more serious note, suicidal thoughts can affect anyone regardless of age, gender, or background. And 46% of people who die by suicide had a diagnosed mental health condition. Furthermore, the overall suicide rate in the U.S. has increased by 35% since 1999. This increase further encourages everyone to connect as a community and continue to do the work to break the stigma of mental illness. Do not suffer in silence. There is hope. IV Solution and Ketamine Centers of Chicago are there for those who feel as if they've tried everything to combat their depression. Anesthesiologist Dr. Balnandra uses ketamine to treat major depression, anxiety, and PTSD. Dr. Nandra's ketamine treatments are individually created to ensure a safe and comforting experience for each, each patient. They're ready whenever the time is right for you to schedule a free phone consultation. Just call 844-9-IV-MEDS. That's 844-9-IV-MEDS, 844-948-6337, or visit KetamineChicago.com. That's K-E-T-A-M-I-N-E, Chicago.com. If you can call us, 312-981-7200, tell us the second longest tenured general manager in Chicago. You win a Boyke's prize pack. More talk on Blackhawks Live coming up next, 720 WGN. That is Blackhawks CEO Danny Wirtz. Pumping Kyle Davidson's tires. Kyle Davidson, the newest general manager for the Chicago Blackhawks earlier today. Those two sat down along with President of Business Operations, Jamie Faulkner, and Chairman Rocky Wirtz at the United Center to formally introduce Kyle Davidson as the newest general manager in Chicago. You're listening to Blackhawks Live here on 720 WGN. I'm Joe Brand alongside Chris Bowden. So we posed our question for our Boykies giveaway who is the second longest tenured GM in Chicago? That means general manager, that specific role. Who's first? 
First is Rick Hahn. Okay. First is Rick Hahn, who's had the role since 2012. Wow, has it been that long? I didn't realize that. Yeah. Well, no, no, I'm sorry, 2008? Anyway, it's longer than anybody else, (laughs) because that's that's what posed this question. Um, Rick Hahn, and then number two, Mike from Island Lake, says he has the right answer. Mike, who is the second longest tenured general manager in Chicago? What's up, guys? How you doing? It's uh, Mark Eversley from the Bulls. Congratulations, Mike. You're absolutely right. Did you know that? Do you have to look it up? No, I knew it. I, I just couldn't figure out if it was him or Arthur. I couldn't figure out uh, which one, and then I was like, oh, I'm going Eversley, I think so. So no, <laughs> I, 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 I knew that one there. So. That is hard to believe. There has been a right? ton of turnover here in uh, our major sports teams, and uh, we'll see who's uh, most successful at it here over the course of the next few years. But uh, Mark Eversley is definitely off to a good start with his boss. Mike, you just won some Biltong. It's better than beef jerky from our friends at Boykies. Have you ever had it yet? No, I'm excited to try it. Uh, I know my boys will be excited to try it, too, the kids. So the, I appreciate it. No, a- absolutely. And Make Joe's sure. brought a whole box of it in That's here true. tonight. That's true. So I know what my snack is this evening. So. <laughs> All right, Mike, congratulations. Thanks again for Thanks, tuning Mike. in. Thanks. Have a good night. That's Mike from Island Lake. Yeah, so Rick Hahn, Mark Eversley, Carter Hawkins, the Cubs general manager, who got hired last October. <laughs> Yeah, let's remember Jed is no longer... For this past October, yeah, I Jed, should say, yeah. Jed is no longer the GM of the Cubs. Ryan Poles, and now Kyle Davidson. Wow. And again, it, it's general manager, not president of whatever operations. Um, but it made me think about it, too, because I remember when the Bulls hired Arturis Karnaschovas, and he hired, he went ahead and gave Mark Eversley the job, because it was during the time the last dance was playing on ESPN, and he yeah. said he was so jacked up about the last dance, <laughs> and he called him late at night. It's like, hey, I'm, I'm hiring you. I, let's get to work. That's what gave him a little adrenaline pump. But, but yeah, I mean, two years ago, go two years ago today, there are four different general managers in Chicago. And uh, let's talk a little bit more about Kyle before we have him on the show. We mentioned 33 years old, but he's been with the organization for 12 years. Mm-hmm. He started out as an intern straight out of college, a video coach intern, and you know was able to work his way up the organization, very assistant, lo- uh, you know, various assistant levels to Stan Bowman, and, and that's why I think this is you know uh, also a good move for those naysayers who say, okay, he's as we mentioned earlier, Stan 2.0. No, th- that's not the case because he's gotten a chance to look at how they have approached things in different ways year by year almost, and uh, seen the mistakes, seen the uh, the singles, the doubles, the home runs that this organization has taken, and uh, he's made the climb all the way up, and he's only 33 years old. We also learned a little bit something about him personally today in terms of he's had three heart operations right. at this young stage of his life. He was born with a, uh, a congenital heart problem, and he most recently had one just uh, two or three years ago, so... He's faced his own share of personal adversity, and uh, as we said, though, there is a lot of heavy lifting to do in this organization. When you look at its strengths, at its weaknesses, well, Stan was here. One of this organization's strength was their European scouting and bringing in some of these players from Europe and, and able to slot them in almost immediately and make an impact. So uh, how he evaluates the landscape of, of hockey ops and and who he keeps, some new faces he may want to bring in. 
Um, he verbally mentioned Brian Campbell's name as, yeah. as being real uh, helpful dur- throughout this process. So I would imagine uh, Brian will be, and there was also a report last night from Elliot Friedman that, that Brian will be a kind of a right-hand man from Kyle that has not been officially announced yet. Uh, there are some other people in that hockey ops department that uh, have been there for a while that Stan brought in. So it's going to be interesting to see over the course of the next couple of weeks uh, who he's going to bring aboard, who he keeps, um, and uh, how much he's going to lean upon some some people that he brings in. I feel like that's got to be the next step. And uh, we're planning on talking, uh, again, Kyle Davidson is coming up after the news, but we're also planning on talking with him on Thursday during the Blackhawks game, uh, second intermission. We're supposed to have Nicholas Stralmerson on the first, so again, Blackhawks uh, playing the Edmonton Oilers this Thursday at the United Center. Tune in for that. You're going to ask to extend the intermission from its 18-minute mark. Yeah, I think to so. about a half hour, 35 minutes Yeah, I, Kyle. I, I, I think the United Center would understand, <laughs> and, and all the fans, and just, just hold up, just hold up. Um, you bring up the whole Stan Bowman criticism of, of fans thinking that because he he comes from his tree that he'll be too much like him. I'm surprised that argument's been thrown around so much. Um, it's hockey Twitter. Yeah, it, a, it, it is, but still, it's been a little consistent. I, I was kind of surprised by that. I, again, I said this earlier, but he came in and he fired the coach that Stan Bowman was attached to in Jeremy Colleton. Then he went ahead and traded away the player that Stan Bowman was also very attached to, Trading for Alex Nylander, giving away Henry Yoki Haru and Kyle Davidson. Yeah, we're done with that. And again, I bring up the whole Sam Lafferty thing. He's been great for the Hawks, but coming in, it's not like that was the trade to get Sam Lafferty. That was the trade to move on from Alex Nylander. Mm-hmm. It's really worked out in the Blackhawks' favor right now, and that's a great thing. But I don't quite see the argument of him being too much like Stan Bowman. He seems to be his own person. Uh, he and Brian Campbell have already been attached at the hip. Um, you mentioned him possibly being his right-hand man. It's hard to see those two separated, whether it's at the United Center, at mm-hmm. Fifth Third Arena. They they are always picking each other's brains, so we'll definitely talk about their relationship because, like you said, he, he mentioned it in his press conference today. Uh, but a, a lot of the things that Danny and Jamie and Rocky had to say about Kyle, you can just sense, you can see, you can see the conversational aspect of him, the realness of him. Obviously, he's young. He's the, the youngest general manager in hockey right now at 33 years old. Um, but you just definitely sense a, a realness to him. And the whole story of him getting into this organization 12 years ago working his way up to the general manager's role. I mean, that's something just everyone can feel good about. Yeah, and uh, as he looks at this organization, I'm sure he sees the same thing a lot of us see with, uh, okay, there's there's great defensive depth throughout this organization. Now it's going to be about building up, you know, uh, it was almost like to a fault the, the, uh, uh, the, the mindset shifted um, when this team was struggling defensively to kind of build up the, the defensive farm system through the draft. Yep. And now it's going to have to go the other way because, quite frankly, as you praise Sam Lafferty, this team has too many bottom six players on it right now, and it's going to be about building up to the quality that the Blackhawks had during their championship runs, the depth that they had. Uh, when you look around the best teams in the league, when they can throw out first, second, third, fourth lines, he, you know, time and again, uh, that's what it's going to be about over the course of the next three or five years as they go through this rebuild. Kyle Davidson, the new general manager of the Blackhawks, joins us after the news. Blackhawks Live, 720 WGN. 
Welcome back to Blackhawks Live. We are thrilled for this week's guest, the 10th general manager in Blackhawks history. Just accepted the job, Kyle Davidson, who sat down with the media at the United Center earlier today, and we're thrilled to have him on Blackhawks Live right now. Kyle, I'm sure it's been a complete whirlwind for the past 48 hours, maybe more, maybe less. Have you been able to catch your breath since then, though? Uh, still, still waiting for that moment. I think maybe later tonight at at dinner, I'll be able to sit back and kind of catch my breath and, and appreciate what's what's gone on uh, on today. But no, not yet. Looking forward to that time, though. Well, it, it's just been so cool to see how this whole journey has unfolded, and now uh, today being this day, we'll get to that in a moment. But I kind of want to ask you, being the interim general manager for the time being since October, how much. Did that help your confidence in assuming this role? You know, you work towards achieving a goal like this, but I'm sure actually doing the job, you probably learned something about yourself. Are you able to share with that at all? No, absolutely. I, I think with any any job or any task, but if you're able to get previous, previous experience doing whatever it may be, that just naturally gives you more confidence to execute uh, moving forward. And Having that experience over the last four months has been invaluable to me. One in just in just getting into the rhythm of, of being the general manager and and figuring out the whether it be my style of how I want to receive information, how I want things set up. Um, you know, all of that. It, it just the experience has, has allowed me the opportunity to know what I want and know what I need, uh, and and kind of hit the ground running here. One of the things that Danny and Jamie talked and praised about you was your communication skills. And you talked about it in the press conference earlier today about how important it is to be transparent with guys like Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane. I mean, you use the word rebuild. I know you said your conversations with them have been brief, and I'm not asking you to say what they have had to say, but what have you gathered from them? Do they have an idea of what they want their future to look like either next year or the following year, or, or is that too far into the future for them? Yeah, that's definitely too far into the future. I think at, at this point in time, I, I, all I wanted to share was was my general sentiment on on what I was going to be talking about at the at the uh, the press conference today. It was nothing more than that. Just you know, for everything that they've done for the team, they deserve to get the heads up and the and a little bit of the preview and and hear it from directly from me rather than reading about it uh, either in social media or in the news. So that's all it was. We'll we'll continue to be in contact and, and 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 in conversation with each other but um they've they've earned the right not to be surprised by anything and, and that was just what i was affording uh, them today and, and and what i will be affording them moving forward patrick kane has said in the past that he would like to see possibly a general manager asking the veteran group of what they think the team needs not specifically patrick kane and you in this situation but would you ever consider being that type of general manager to ask players what they think the team might need yeah and i you know what i think that's more of a an approach question and, and a style question and and not dissimilar to what my effort will be to bring in opinions from different expertise and backgrounds players uh may very well be among those that I seek thoughts from. It, it doesn't mean that I necessarily have to act on their opinion or any other opinion that I've been given, but I think I'd be misguided to not seek thoughts and, 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 and opinions from someone like Patrick, who has firsthand understanding of what it takes to succeed in this league and, and, and what it takes to win. So I, I'd, be, I'd be open to it uh, in, in the same way I'd be open to 
to uh, many other opinions uh, from around hockey operations. You mentioned Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves earning the right to to know what's going on in the future. Um, it's it's a really unique situation with Mark Andre Fleury. Again, I know you've had the job for the official job long term for a couple of days. I'm just curious if you've had any conversations with him or just your general thoughts of his current situation with the Blackhawks. Well, I think first of all, Mark Andre Fleury is is a very important part to our team this year and what we've. Uh, what we've been able to do just, just because he's played so well, he's been such an amazing influence in our locker room and, and you want to do right by someone like that. And, and so, you know, uh, I have had conversations with his, um, with his representatives, which, which he's mentioned as well. And we'll keep those, those private, Mm -hmm. but um, you know, I I think you always try and do right by someone that's, that's uh, done right by you. And, and he certainly falls into that category. You're not going to find a better professional uh, than than Mark Andre Fleury, and so he's he's definitely afforded that respect on our end, and and um, and so we'll we'll keep giving to him that to him moving forward. We're talking with the Blackhawks general manager Kyle Davidson here on Blackhawks Live. Uh, you talked about Brian Campbell being a friend and confidant throughout this whole process. It's it's hard to find you two separated, whether it's at the United Center, uh, at Fifth Third Arena. How did that relationship begin, and what is it about you that allows him to click with him so much? What is it about him that allows you two to click so much? Yeah, well, that that relationship started, uh, you know, a few years back. We'd we'd worked together in in the front office here, him and his player development role, but. Uh, what I like most about Brian is that he doesn't tell me what I want to hear. He tells me what he thinks, hmm. and he brings a completely different perspective uh, on how he watches the game. He he sees it as a player and someone that's got considerable experience playing in the NHL, which I do not have. And I think, as a general rule, uh, that's the type of person I want to surround myself with um, in that I want people around me that are going to bring expertise expertise and experience to the table that I don't possess myself. Um, so one is it's, it's, it's his honesty. And then two, it's, it's, it's his approach and, and view of the game. That's, that's going to educate uh, my decision-making process. I know we're focusing on the future, but Stan Bowman's a big reason why you're here and getting to learn under him all those years. What is some of the best things that you've learned from Stan Bowman? Well, I think I think it's it's giving people opportunities like he did to me. He he afforded me the opportunity to understand different parts of the uh, the hawk operations and 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 allow me to grow and, and fulfill my potential. And that's that's definitely something I'll take moving forward. In that, you know, I, I think this is a people business, and and we have to help grow people's ambition and their skill sets so they can uh, be in the best positions to uh, fulfill themselves personally and professionally. And, and also contribute to the hockey operations department. It's, it's a very cool story. If anyone doesn't know, Kyle Davidson started as an intern back in 2010, so this is a feel-good story, 12 years in the making. I'm sure this whole journey's been such a roller coaster because this business is ruthless. Uh, what kept you chugging along to achieve this goal? What worked for you to get to where you're at right now? Uh, you know what? I think it's just a, a, a burning passion for the game. I just love hockey so much. And uh, I love I love the Chicago Blackhawks, and uh, I had a, a, also a strong belief that I could make an impact. I could be the difference in an organization, and and so this the the three of those combined together just kept pushing me along and driving me. And and 
I'm someone that always wants to learn. I always want to grow as a person and, and, you know, hockey is, is a never ending education, learning different ways of doing things, different ways of, of seeing the game. And so that pursuit is something that really, uh, keeps me pushing forward and, and, and keeps, keeps my ambition burning. So it's something that, that will not change about me and, and will continue in this new role. I know you've been in Chicago for a good chunk of your life now, um, but I often ask this to people who are in the city that originally aren't from here. What uh, what makes you now consider yourself as a Chicagoan, and what is something about Chicagoans that you say, I, I will never associate myself with that? Oh, boy, that's a tough one. Well, the, the one that, that does give me pause is that when I am in a different city, I don't assume you can turn on the right. <laughs> I turn right on the red light. Oh yeah, so, they'll get you here. Um, you know that that's a little bit of a a unique one, but I I don't know if there's anything that turns me off. Uh, hey, I love the based on where I'm coming from. I love the winters here. Mm-hmm. That's I'm a big fan of. You know, I look out the window right now and I can see grass, and that's where I'm from. You look out the window and you see four or five feet of snow. So I'll take these winters uh, any day. Well, that's that's a good optimistic outlook and uh, maybe something we take for granted then around here because everyone's just always right. in a negative mood when it gets to the win around here. Kyle, thank you so much for taking the time for us. Uh, uh, once again, congratulations. Again, such a cool story. We really appreciate you uh, giving some of your time today because I'm sure it's been a, a crazy, wild, busy day, and I know busier days are ahead, but uh, you know, we'd love to have you on later on and just really looking forward to getting to know you more. Thanks, Joe. I appreciate you having me on. Take care. All right, that's Kyle Davidson, general manager of the Blackhawks. We'll have more Blackhawks Live coming up next. The Blackhawks will be dancing in the dark for their new GM no no more. Kyle Davidson, the 10th general manager in franchise history. Another big thanks to him. Thanks for letting me uh, ask a few questions (laughs) there, Joe. Yeah, uh, if you couldn't tell, we uh, played a little radio (laughs) magic there and didn't tell you that it was pre-recorded. But uh, Kyle clearly has some plans later on tonight. I'm sure grabbing dinner with friends and family or something along those lines to celebrate uh, the big uh, full-on promotion now. But uh, yeah, again, thank you to Kyle Davidson of the Blackhawks for helping make that happen. And again, Chris, you just you kind of sense that ability to communicate with uh, that's one conversation that we had with them but, but you can just kind of sense that and hopefully that uh, that only continues and and even gets better as he goes along well usually when uh, these things happen as was the case with the bears about a month six weeks ago or so uh there's there's a honeymoon period where everyone's excited seeing the new right. face who's going to uh, you know you, you say all the most people say all the right things at their introductory press conferences and uh now we start to get to see how the the bread gets buttered in terms of what what he's going to do uh, moving from here on out. And there were, you asked about uh, uh, Jonathan and Patrick and, and gaining some input from some of these veteran players. I know it was asked during the course of the press conference as well with uh, those guys with one more year on their contract. And uh, it's going to be uh, just one of many interesting chapters for him with uh, how he is going to handle that situation moving forward with uh, two of the greatest players in franchise history and uh, how he's able to deal with them, the salary cap and everything that goes along with it as they 
get a little up there in age, and Jonathan's missed a whole lot of time here uh, recently, and uh, you know h- how things go from from this point forward with two of the more uh, iconic players in this organization as as you try to move forward and look for that next chapter, that next great Blackhawks team or next great Blackhawks run that uh, hopefully Kyle Davidson is able to engineer here in these years moving forward. Well, I mean, let's talk about that right there. Um, Jonathan Taves, Patrick Kane have two more years on their contract, including this one. That is a big part of what the Blackhawks will look like moving forward. Will they keep them? Do they want to be traded? Are they willing to be traded? What else can you do right now other than assess the situation, tell them we're going to be 100% transparent with you, but let's face it, this is a business. Kyle Davidson doesn't owe anything to Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane, but the Blackhawks do. And everything they've done for the team, for the organization, for the franchise, for the fans, he said the right things. You just you have to go into it with an open mind, but also tell them what's on your open mind. Mm-hmm. And I really don't know of any other way you could go about it other than what he had said. And when's the last game of the year? Uh, End of April. Yep. Uh, I would imagine probably not at the exit interviews, but at some point during the summer, there's going to have to be a a long conversation, whether it's over the phone, Mm face-to-face, over at the United Center between uh, those two... what do you call them? Uh, you know, just uh, you know, foundation pieces of this recent Blackhawks run of greatness about what they want to do moving forward here. What what their what their minds do they want to be? Do they want to be lifetime Blackhawks? And if they want to be lifetime Blackhawks, what cost is that going to be to the team here in this salary cap era? Or do they want to try and find a team to make one more run and and perhaps lift the cup with somebody else? Because, you know, Kyle said as much, it's, you know, going to be three, five years before we get to that point here again. And what's going to be most important to uh, 19 and 88 moving forward here? Um, it would certainly look from, from my eyes that, uh, you know, uh, there's a lot more tread on Patrick Kane's tires moving forward here in I'd terms agree. of career-wise than, than Jonathan Taves. And there was some encouraging news at practice today. It looks like you know Johnny could be back in the lineup as soon as Thursday night here against the Edmonton Oilers when Duncan Keith comes back into town and Nicholas Jalmerson is recognized as well. And hopefully that's the case because uh, Johnny's had a tough run here. But uh, that is going to be an important conversation moving forward. Uh, I, I wouldn't expect anything to happen at the trade deadline this year, but uh, as soon as the season is over... Uh, I think they're going to have to set an appointment, put their put their uh, calendar, uh, their date books out, and, and figure out a time where they can sit down and talk long and hard about the future of the franchise and what role they want to play in it or they don't want to play in it. I don't think anything would happen at the trade deadline this year either with Taves and Kane, clearly. Um, and you mentioning being a Blackhawk for life, there is the opportunity to do that somewhere else other than on the ice. and that Now that has to come from Jonathan Taves' desires. Does he want to hang up the skates? Let's face it, he's been dealing with some health issues over these past couple of years. Who knows what he is capable of moving forward? He deserves the benefit of the doubt with Mm -hmm. everything he's been able to overcome with with, uh, health issues before and and everything that he's done for this organization. But I I could see Jonathan Taves in a different role with the Blackhawks, front office maybe. I I don't want to even pigeonhole him in an ambassador role because I think he would still have so much more to give to the game and give to the Hawks than just that. Patrick Kane, the same thing, but I'm with you. I'd imagine Kane 
might have a few more years under his belt, or rather a few more years uh, waiting for him than Jonathan Taves, just based on the current situation right now. But you bring up a good point. Taves back at practice today. So was Calvin DeHaan. So was Riley Stillman. So was Tyler Johnson. Yes, uh, a few of those guys have been back and forth the past couple of days, but Taves was working in the drills. He was not wearing a white jersey today. Mm-hmm. Derek King, hopeful that all four of those guys will make a return on Thursday. Um, and we're not trying to sugarcoat things. This has been a rough year for the Blackhawks in multiple ways. But injuries have played a huge factor for what's going on in the ice. Jonathan Taves, Tyler Johnson, Jujar Kara, ups and downs for Riley Stillman. Uh, so many pieces. You know, there's, that's, why, that's a big reason why there's been so many consistencies. Again, it's not an excuse, but that is a big reason or rather at least a big part of this team this year. Um, so hopefully closing out this season, two months left, they can do so with a full slate. And and one thing Kyle Davidson has to negotiate, too, is it, with the hand that he has been dealt uh, with the, the free agent moves that were in the offseason, Tyler Johnson, a multi-year contract mm-hmm. here. That you know, if, if he is not going to be a long-term, a long-term part of the future, finding somebody who would be willing to take that on. Um, Jake McCabe was signed to a multi-year contract. Connor Murphy still has plenty of term. And, and Connor Murphy has definitely earned it over his performance over the course of the last couple of years but as you see these young defensemen that the Blackhawks have in the pipeline it's something that that Kyle's going to have to evaluate here moving forward and uh in the salary cap era you know how many takers might be out there in in if he has an intention of of trying to make this you know uh an entire youth movement uh, moving forward as as the rebuild, as he puts it, goes on over the course of whether it's three, four, five years, however long this is going to take in order to bring the Blackhawks back to prominence under his uh, under his guidance, hopefully. And I, I do think there's something to be said about having people in the locker room that can benefit a young core mm-hmm. moving forward, like sure. a Connor Murphy, e- even a Jake McCabe. Uh, Seth Jones is, is probably going to be with this team for the long haul. I, I don't imagine other teams taking up that contract. Nope. Whatever happens. Happens over the course of this Kyle Davidson term, three, five years. Seth Jones is going to be a part right, of it, definitely. Right. And, and I'm still a Seth Jones fan. Yes. I, I'm, I'm a fan of what he brings to this team. Uh, that, that's not a knock on it whatsoever. It's just a fact. And I mean, okay, Seth Jones, 27 years old right now. It's it's not like he's he's way up there. I mean, okay, if we if we look at that three year ra- uh, roadmap right now that Kyle Davidson laid out there, okay, you're talking about when Seth Jones is 30 years old. But He's going to be one of the guys who's here throughout, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, based on the contract that uh, he was signed to. Uh, some other good news, um, Troy Murray has been making frequent visits back to the radio booth and resume, or rather absorbing his traditional role with John Wideman. It's it's great to see them back together, to hear them back together, just the chemistry that they're able to just pick up like they never left off. Felix and Oscar, the odd couple, are back together again. <laughs> Uh, it's just it, it, Troy's just just got this knack for it, and you know it's you clearly know working with him so long, and it, he knows when to jump in. He knows the right things to say. Mm-hmm. His his observations are the perfect amount of time to relay the information. Now we just have to get his energy up to play some practical jokes on you, Joe, as much as he played on me. Yeah, that's true. He's He's been taking it easy on me. I, I know, I feel a little insulted that he's not picking on me, actually. Uh, but, but here and there. In time. 
<laughs> here and, and there, we have a good time. And we mentioned Duncan Keith coming back uh, yeah, good point. as the Edmonton Oilers come here on uh, Thursday night. Nicholas Jomelson will also be in the house. You mentioned you're going to talk to him during the first intermission. And uh, what are we on again next Monday for Blackhawks Live? Correct? Yeah, well, last week I said we're on next Monday, and we weren't. But that actually was rescheduled. That actually ended up being a good thing because, again, it ended up on a Tuesday. So, yeah, next week, uh, next Monday, that'll be uh, March 7th. At uh, 7 o'clock, again, we'll be back to our normal time. Big thanks to the Blackhawks and Kyle Davidson once again for taking some time. I know a very busy day for the new GM for the Hawks, but thrilled to have him here on Blackhawks Live.